Welcome to Mindful Actions. I'm Beth Backus, and I'll be your host as we travel to the center of your universe. Mindful living made easy is a phrase I'm constantly reminding myself of over here at Mindful Actions. My ultimate goal surrounding mindfulness is to incorporate it into our everyday lives to help you create simple, lifelong habits of being present. So I'd like to piggyback off of last week's episode a little bit and continue the discussion about focus. But this week, we're going to step out of the idea of focusing during meditation, and we're going to think a little bit more about how we can create focus in the little things that we do every day. I've been talking about this concept recently with my friends, and we started laughing one day at how we do things as humans sometimes. And it's really funny when you realize we do things in a really roundabout way just because it's what we've always done. Like all those fun life hacks we see on social media. I have so many new kitchen hacks thanks to the internet, but I still sometimes find myself doing it the old way when I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing. But other times, it's kind of eye-opening and helping us realize what our habits are and our patterns and the choices that we make. Because so much of life is just done on autopilot. And so this is where being present and paying attention to what you're doing can really be fun. So fun fact about me, I am ambidextrous. I write, eat, and play sports left-handed, but everything else I do is interchangeable. And that's where my mind gets the most confused when I start paying attention to the fine motor movements and thinking about what I'm doing. Sometimes when I'm getting really in my head and thinking too much about it, I don't know what hand to do something with. (laughs) For instance, I know it's fairly common for people to zone out while they're driving. And while they're still paying attention to all the traffic signals and everything and other cars and they're still being safe, Their mind isn't really thinking about driving. It's just doing it. You don't sit there and think, okay, the right pedal is the gas and the left pedal is the brake. You don't have to think about that on that level anymore once it becomes a habit. And that's the point where we lose our focus and have to gain control back over our thoughts. I remember one time I was getting ready in the morning and I was focusing on being present and really trying to visualize myself doing my morning routine and not stressing about my day ahead. I went to go put my mascara on and I did the first eye totally fine, no problems. And as I went to go do the other eye, I kind of just stared at myself and I literally could not remember how to do my other eye. So I started to reach my left hand over to my right eye and in that awkward backwards grip that you have to use. And then I was like, I don't know, this doesn't feel right to me. I don't think I do it this way. So I stared at my hands for a few more seconds and I thought, okay, maybe I use my left hand for my left eye and my right uh, hand for my right eye. That seems really weird. Most people don't switch hands, but okay, let's try it. So I switched the stick over to my right hand and it all came back to me and happened naturally once it was in the correct hand that I do it in. But it was so interesting that when I was thinking about the steps that I take to put on mascara, I couldn't remember how to do it because... We just don't think about things once they're ingrained in our brains and we do it so regularly. So then I started asking myself, how many other things in my life am I doing this for? And so that's a new fun challenge that I made for myself. I regularly challenge myself to be present and pay attention and notice when I'm switching hands. And it helps me to better understand the way that I do things and how my mind works. And I'm actually really looking forward to paying even more attention to this as my kids learn new motor skills, like how to tie a shoe. I actually have been told by my family that it took me forever how to figure out how to tie shoes because I was being taught right-handed, but I was trying to do it left-handed and everything was mirrored incorrectly to me. And then one day a left-handed person showed me and I got it right away. 
This has also been an ongoing joke in my marriage too. One time we were doing a house project and we had to hammer in a nail into a really tight, awkward spot. And my husband called me over to see if I could get a better angle on it. So I started hammering with my right hand and I was like, oh yeah, this isn't working. And I just switched it to my left hand and finished it up. And I looked at my husband with the, why couldn't you do that look? And he laughed and said, um, because I'm not left-handed, Beth. And that's something that never really occurred to us before, that there are different advantages and disadvantages to being either right-handed or left-handed, and obviously neither one is right or wrong. So believe it or not, sometimes having a left-dominant hand can actually be a benefit, despite what many people think. We so often get caught up in thinking, well, this is the way I do things, why can't you just do it the same way? So this is your mindful action for this week. You are going to pick one thing a day in your daily routine that you really want to be present for and pay more attention to. And it should be a small task, something that comes naturally to you, and you're supposed to notice how you do it. Challenge yourself like I do with noticing when I'm switching hands. Challenge yourself to find the fun and unique ways that you may do certain things, and then go discuss it with someone. Ask them, hey, how do you do this? I'm curious if we do it the same way. And this will be a great conversation topic or a conversation starter to get to know someone else a little bit better or yourself better. And maybe you'll even find out some more fun life hacks on how to do something easier. Before we head into the meditation, though, I am curious as to how many of you that are listening are left-handed or ambidextrous. And actually, I wonder if being ambidextrous is more common with left-handed people because we have to adapt more often to right-handed ways of doing things. Hmm, I might have to do some research on that this week. That will be a fun topic to talk about on social media. All right. Well, now is the time for all right-handed, left-handed, right-brained, and left-brained people to come together as one in our meditation. Let's forget about our differences and just be here and present in this moment. Today we are going to do a body scan meditation where we actively practice releasing tension. Most likely we're releasing tension that we don't even know we're holding in our muscles and our joints because again, most of what we do, we don't even realize we're doing it. So go ahead and get in a comfortable position. You can be seated or lying down, whatever gives you the best ability to feel and notice your different body parts. I'll give you a second to get situated. As always, let's start with the breath. Deep inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Let's first focus on the parts of you that move with the breath. On your next big inhale, I want you to raise your shoulders up to your ears, bring your chin down and scrunch your neck, maybe even squeeze your arms into your sides and collapse your chest in. Make it uncomfortable and then hold it for a few seconds. And then on the exhale, let everything go. Every piece of tightness in the middle of your body should just melt away. And now as you continue to breathe, just notice how light you feel now that the weight is lifted off of you. 
You are going to go ahead and breathe freely now for a few moments. Continue this open, relaxed breathing with the tension gone in the middle part of your body. Now we're going to do the same thing with our head and face. On the next big inhale, scrunch up your face, furrow your brow, clasp your jaw, bring your chin in a bit, closing the airways just slightly, and hold your breath for a few seconds. It felt difficult to breathe, didn't it? And now let it all go again on the exhale. Relax everything, let the tension go. And again, breathe here freely for a few moments. Noticing the lightness of your head, maybe the smoothness of your forehead, and your tongue just gently placed in your mouth. Be here, right now, relaxed in your body, and breathe. And finally, we're going to work on the lower half of our body. The muscles here won't affect our breathing, but it will affect our posture. On your next big inhale, squeeze all the muscles in your pelvis, your butt, your legs, and even your toes by either pointing or flexing them. Hold that inhale and the tension for a few seconds. And then release it all again with that exhale. Feel the lightness of your lower body now. I bet it's been a long time since that lower half of your body felt this huge release of tension like this. Now just sit, doing your own mental body scan and noticing how lightweight you feel now. The weight of all that tension in your muscles holding in all of that tightness is gone. Notice if you do have a little bit of leftover tension that you're holding on to and just let go of that. Breathe and notice what it feels like to be in your own relaxed body.
Whenever you feel the stress rising and the tension rising in your body, you can practice this. Practice tightening your muscles and releasing them. Gives you a physical action to focus on instead of the stress that's making you uncomfortable. Now go out and have a wonderful and peaceful week and remember to pay attention to the little things that you notice in your body when you're doing a simple task or when you're feeling a certain emotion. Namaste.